Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa. And I'm Lucy, and we run Sticker Guru, a stationery and stickers shop. We created the Big Plans podcast to share the things we've learned over the past six years of running our own business. Okay, yeah, let's get started. So this week's episode was inspired by a question we got. And that question was, have you ever lost money while running your business? And I thought this was a really good question because definitely one of the risks of running a business is, you know, not making back the money you put into it. So we came up with a few of our most expensive mistakes. Oh, yeah. And Um, we will be sharing them today. It's funny because I feel like this is probably a reason why people are too scared to start a business is that they're afraid that they're going to lose money. But yeah, I think that these were these were pretty expensive mistakes, but they didn't like clearly we're still running our business. So they didn't right. keep us from destroying the business. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were honestly really good lessons that we learned. Hard lessons. Hard lessons, but necessary to grow. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about our first mo and I think most expensive. This is lesson. probably our most expensive mistake and that is for the longest time we were using envelopes with stamps to mail out orders instead of just doing regular standard tracking yeah I would say it's I mean like in the beginning it was just you like for the first year it was just Lisa running the business out of Etsy and I feel like at that time it was pretty standard for sticker companies to use envelopes and stamps at least right, because yeah and like the we didn't sell that many products back then it was mainly just like sticker sheets so it wasn't like anything heavy like washi pens whatever mm-hmm. and so I would just use stamps to send it in an envelope and I was like this is a way to save money also because stamps were significantly cheaper than paying for tracking. And so I thought it was like a good money saver. And we also offered, because we were able to mail things with stamps, we were able to offer cheaper shipping costs, which we thought yeah. was like a good draw for people. Like, hey, you have you can pay less in shipping and right. we thought that was a good idea, but for the for like several years, we I think for like four and a half years, we were sending most orders with stamps. Obviously, if if they spent the order like over, a, if, I think it was 30, over thirty five dollars. Yeah, thirty five dollars. We would send it with tracking, but for the most part, it was stamps envelopes, and then I think around July twenty twenty. When we started to like introduce more products to the shop, we were like, let you know what, let's just switch over to tracking. Yeah. Like we can raise the shipping cost and it can cover the tracking. And pretty much right away, we noticed that our returning customer rate increased greatly. Significantly. And I think it's definitely because. It was like directly correlated with the fact that we were using tracking because I think people would get the stamps and they'd be like, I don't want to receive my stickers with stamps. I Uh, like we did receive a few complaints 
and emails from customers being like, why did you send this with a stamp? Or sometimes they would ask like, where's the tracking number? Uh-huh. And I didn't, we didn't think too much of it. We were just like, we're just going to continue using these stamps and envelopes. But once we switched to tracking, things really started to change. And a lot of people were returning. Yeah. And I would also say that like you think you're helping the customer by helping you're helping them save money by charging them less for shipping but and like they might tell you yes we want to pay less for shipping because I feel like we would like pull our customers and they'd be like yeah I want the cheaper shipping but I think at the end of the day at the end of the day I feel like they just didn't trust us yeah because there wasn't any tracking like there's no way for them to track their order and then also like if their order could potentially get lost and there would be no way of finding it yeah and then I think also like it's kind of like the whole packaging thing like people say they don't really care about good packaging like they'd rather have cheaper stuff like pay less have not as good packaging but I think people do actually want the good packaging yeah um, and they I will agree. pay more for it yes definitely okay so yeah so <laughs> that was definitely yeah. our most expensive mistake and we are telling you so that hopefully you will not make the same mistake yeah I also wanted to mention that our returning customer rate I want to say these days it's probably like 60 70% 70% I would say I want to say like 70% but before it was probably like 30% oh my goodness like very very low so we have definitely improved that greatly ever since we switched to tracked mail only yeah yeah I mean there's probably other factors as well but I do I do think that tracked mail was a huge part of that yeah Okay, so let's move on to number two. And this one, I would say, is something for those of you who work with manufacturers. So ordering from China, you can ask for samples, you can have them do proofs. So like they can make like one item for you and then send it to you. You can see if it's like up to your standards, if you want to change anything. We were in a time crunch for our first planner. And so I think yeah. we had two samples made. I want to say it was, was yeah. it two? No, I want to say it was, it was one? just one. Okay, yeah. let's let's say one. I honestly don't remember too well, but we had like one sample made. And after the first sample, we were like, oh, the quality's not quite there, but they're telling us that this is just a sample and that they're going to use a different machine for the final product. So the final product will be much better. And us being like, this is like the first time we've ordered from China. So we're really, really naive. And like, we had no idea, like we just trusted what they said and do your research, get multiple samples from multiple manufacturers, multiple manufacturers. Yeah. And so we, Based on that one sample and their their word, we were like, okay, we placed, let's yeah, this place the planners. And yeah. when we received them, like right away, we noticed there were some quality issues. Yeah, no, not all the planners, but like there's definitely a good chunk of planners that we had to mark as misfit and sell for less. Mm-hmm. And we raised our concern 
but by that point we had already like paid for everything like we already received all there was yeah we paid for it like we received all of it and something you should know about ordering from manufacturers in china is that they don't like to give refunds i guess this is probably manufacturers in general but we just a disclaimer we've only worked with manufacturers oh no no that's not true actually we've worked with manufacturers from the u.s and now that i think about it they have given us refunds okay so scratch all of that yes ordering from manufacturers in china they don't like to give they don't they don't like to give refunds which i get because you're paying like it is already a very cheap product they're not making a ton of money from your order so i get it but you th- you, that is a lot of money though. as the buyer it yeah. like sucks if there are issues and they're not willing to give you any money back on it yeah sometimes they might give you credit for your next order but like for example that planner manufacturer we were like we're never ordering from them again so there would be no yeah. point in trying to get any store credit from them right and then a lot of the times if they don't offer store credit they will offer like replacement Oh yeah, yes. I don't mem- I don't know if you guys have ever seen the reels that I posted. This is like last year. I want to say like May or June. Mm-hmm. It was our vellum sticky note page flags. The backing card was not right. Oh my gosh! I think we yeah. ordered like I want to say thousands. it was yeah thousands say. of page flags and it just no, we had to replace all the backing cards not ourselves only were the backing cards not printed correctly but they also mixed up the colors so yeah we ended up just having to replace all of them ourselves like they sent new backing cards that they had produced and then we had to go manually through page flags to and replace the backing the backing and that yeah. So, yeah it took us quite some time yeah and like they didn't like they didn't offer us any refund or anything. They're just like, we'll make you the backing the right backing card and you can fix the problem yourself. Yeah. So I would say definitely when you're ordering Also I we had asked them for proofs prior to them for shipping it out and Oh, you're right. Like you're right. the sales manager the salesperson, they never responded with proofs they was they just sent the tracking and they're like it shipped we never saw any proof even though we requested you'll see be able to tell a good manufacturer based on how much information they provide you like when they give you proofs i feel like that is a sign that's a good sign that's a good sign if they don't send you proofs that is a red flag for sure and for those of you who are not familiar with manufacturers a proof is like kind of like a sample so usually it's it'll like be a like photo evidence of whatever you wanted it's either like photo or it'll be like um, a mock-up of something so that way you know at least like they've got the mock-up correct yeah and then that's just to show you that it's going to be correct it. yeah so that's a, that's definitely we've made that's, this mistake a couple of times. So I would yeah. say this is an expensive mistakes plural. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about number three because I feel like this one is something not exactly like um, a mistake per se, but just like a good saying that I learned, which is your most expensive customers are your cheapest customers, and what I mean by that is we 
have had times where we've had a customer who wanted, who would complain about like one sticker, like one sticker that may have had like one flake of foil. And then they would message us and demand like you replace the whole entire sheet or you replace the whole entire kit. And yes, you could bend over backwards to make it right. Like you could send them a new kit, you can give them a whole ass refund. But these customers who are trying to save a cent, you're they're like the cheapest customers, they're also going to end up being your most expensive customers because you spend all this extra time and money trying to make things right for them. And it's not always gonna work out. It's not always worth it. Yeah, it's not always worth it. I feel like people have grown up in this with this mindset of the customer's always right. I just wanna say I feel like that's more of like a boomer or like a Gen X sort of type of expectation mm-hmm. where they just automatically assume the customer is always right and personally I don't agree with that I don't think the customer is always right I mean usually they are but not always and I don't want to like if you set this expectation of they know that okay if I complain they're gonna give me like an entire refund or whatever they're just gonna keep doing it they're, it's not like a one-time thing. They're going to be so grateful. I've found that the customers who complain the most will continue to complain. Right. And then I just want to say, like, we're a small business. And we're not Target or Walmart. We're not Target. Like, I get it. If it's a big company, like, they have the funds to keep all customers happy. But as a small business, I feel like... It, we don't have the resources to make every customer happy and yeah. especially if we like put a disclaimer like for example like our foil items sometimes there might be a like a black speck like really small and the customer is like not happy with it but we do put a disclaimer in all of our listings i think basically at the end of the day the customer is not always right you, you are, are a small, small business, business. So, so as, as a small, small business, business owner, owner, you really you have, have to think about, like, like is this customer is worth this keeping? Is, yeah. Which, Which I know some people might not agree with, with but that is what we is have. It, yeah, is this an unpopular opinion? I don't know. You guys will have to let us know. Yeah, definitely let us know. Okay, so number four is not valuing your time slash labor costs. And I feel like Lisa can speak more about this. Yeah. So, so in, in the, the beginning, beginning obviously, obviously, I started, started out with, with one machine, machine one cutting machine. machine. We used the silhouette portrait. And I noticed right away that it was kind of taking a long time to cut through stickers and orders with just one machine. So I ordered another one. And then before you know it, like, I had eight machines. And I just want to say that, like, if you are considering considering to expand, expand, I highly, highly recommend recommend investing money in equipment because honestly, time is money. So if you can save time by having more machines, then I think it's 110% worth it. Like, for example, back when we first started our subscription, we did not have, like, a label printer of any sort. Uh, we would be printing out shipping labels with, like, a regular, regular printer paper, and then we would have to cut it. 
cut it out and then we would have to like use packaging tape to like pack it to tape it to the package and I think we had like over a hundred of these like subscriptions and we were just manually doing each one yeah for every single month like that would take up a lot of our time just you know cutting those shipping labels and then, and then taping, taping it. it. Like, like hours. And it doesn't be like, like hours. hours. It would hours. take hours, yeah. yeah. And, and then, then we, we ended, ended up buying a Dymo. Yeah, yeah. after like several, several months of doing this, this we, we were like, like, you know what? what? Let's, let's invest let's in a Dymo. Dymo. Like, I think it's like $100. No, it's like 200 bucks. Okay, It's pretty expensive. And then so that's why we like... We were so reluctant. Yeah, for the longest time. But then when we finally bought it... Game it changer. was like yeah, yeah like life changing. It, it, it printed the labels so quickly, and like a like hundred labels would take less than a minute for the Dymo two print. I'm pretty no, sure. No, I think I it would take. Uh, okay, maybe like, like, but like a couple of minutes, you know, like yeah, way, way faster than hours before. before. So, so that definitely saved us a lot of time. time. I do, do want to say, say though, I don't recommend the Dymo. The Dymo is trash. Go with a Rollo. The Rollo's the best. The Rollo, it prints way faster, faster than the Dymo, Dymo and I never have, have any issues with it. With it so, yeah, yeah, if you're, if you're looking, looking for a label, label printer, go with the Rollo. Rollo. You that can get it on Amazon. reminds me of um, our back to our first one using envelopes with stamps. Y'all, mm-hmm. we would have, have to write the address on every single envelope. Like, we hand wrote address, every single address, and it would take. Like at least at least a minute, minute to write a single address. address. Like, like it was such a waste of time. And and by, and by switching over to tracking, tracking now we're printing labels. And yeah, it takes like a couple minutes. Or yeah, or Rolo now. Yeah, it takes like a couple minutes to do like hundreds. Yeah. Versus before, just like the amount of hours that we wasted. It's like it's it sucks, but. We, we learned, learned some, some we, we definitely, definitely learned something, something from, from that. Yeah. 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 So, so value, value your time. time. Think yeah. about how you yeah. can make your time more efficient, even though you may have, have to invest money in the beginning. beginning. Right. You may have, have to invest more money, but in the long run, trust me, it is so worth it. Okay, cool. Well, let's go on to our Q&A. So you guys sent in a couple of questions for us and we picked from the that pool three. of questions yes yeah, three. Three, three questions so, so thank, thank you guys for sending those in you can always send in questions to us i'll have more info at the end on how you can contact us and send in your questions because we like them keep them coming okay yes. so first question how do you find your manufacturers we get this so much we get this question all so so much and i know i feel like gen z is very like they're like no gatekeeping which, Which sorry, sorry, I'm a small, small business. business. Yeah, like I'm gonna gatekeep a little bit, so I'm not gonna tonight, tell you but, exactly yeah. what the manufacturer is <laughs> because I'm trying um, to make a living here. But but we, I will like, tell you where to look. So <laughs> like I feel like we like in SpongeBob, you know how like Mr. Krabs has like the secret recipe for his burger. I'm like that's us. Like you can't ask us to. You're not getting our secret recipe. Not today. Yeah, not today, Plankton. But I will tell you where you can look and figure it out for yourself because it's honestly not that hard. So go to Alibaba.com. On there, you can contact all these manufacturers for like 
literally everything. everything. Yeah. They have a search engine on there. So type in what type product in what you're looking for. Like, let's say you want to make stickers first. Type in stickers. It's really easy. Yeah. Type it in there. It'll, It'll show like all these different types of products, products and, and the manufacturers that make them. them. You can like, message just, the manufacturer yeah. directly and, and then just, just like start, start the conversation, conversation about getting, getting your products, products done. done. So, yes. And then I also want to mention some questions you should ask them is like, what is the MLQ, which is the minimum order quantity? Definitely. That's like the first question we ask them is. And it'll make this product and, and like, like what, what is the MOQ? Yeah. It'll like say on the listing as well, but sometimes they have different, like what they say on the listing doesn't match up with what they actually have. So just message them and ask anyway. And keep in mind, even though the MO- the MOQ is probably going to be really large. So like, sure, it might cost, I don't know, like 20 cents to make that item. You might have to order like 1,000 of those items. So, so yeah, yeah so, so keep, keep that, that in mind, mind. and then and also, also while it may be pretty cheap to manufacture shipping has been increasing like crazy it's so expensive um, and it shipping makes from to china to the u.s is very expensive so also keep that in mind not only oh i just want to add shipping can be expensive yeah. and it can take a really long time if you're shipping it by boat if you have smaller products you can probably ship by plane which is pretty pretty fast yeah but like for big items so like our planners those would have to go by boat and that would take over a month like it would take over a month and like that was before the supply chain problem yeah yeah so it probably would take a lot longer now yeah considering like Boats are, are literally waiting, waiting to, to dock and unload. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of crazy. crazy. So, so keep all of those in mind. But yeah, yeah. what were you gonna say? Oh, I want to say if you are a small shop and you don't want to order like 500 pieces of whatever, to check out the shop co-op. There's a bomb. I feel like they constantly have buy-ins for like washi tape. Sticker, sticker albums. That's, that's how we first got started, started too. That's um, how we first got started. Yeah. Before we did our own contacting of manufacturers, we would order from the shop co-op because like we couldn't hit those minimum order quantities. And this was like a much safer way to go about it because you're working with people who are like really experienced. They do this all the time. Yes. They helped us. Highly, highly Like they'll help you like convert files. Like if you don't know how to use like illustrator they, they will help, help you out, out with that, that which is really, really amazing, amazing and super helpful, helpful. Yeah. so we will so yes. sure to check that out okay let's go, go on to question number two how do you know how much to order for supplies and product so that you're saving money on the quantity but not buying too much that it won't sell so kind of related to the previous question yeah i guess it's helpful to look, look at your history of how long it took you to sell certain products and then use that as like an estimate of how long you think it'll take to sell that and then mm-hmm. like to sell it all yeah so think about how much you want to price this product for as well so for example let's say you're paying 50 cents for this product you don't want to price it 
at, at like, like you don't like a dollar cents, or even a dollar because if you, you let's say you have, have a sale like a 25 percent off sale then it's going to be 75 cents now you're only making 25 cents off of that 50 right so we so are pricing things higher because you can always put it on sale because if you price it too low you it'll be really hard for you to put it on sale and you might even lose money by doing so right so definitely Think about how much you want to price it for and then see if it's worth it to buy the product. Yeah. And then number, question number three. I think this is a really good one. We get this question from people. I only get customers during sales and they never shop when I'm not having a sale. So how do I get people to purchase more consistently? Also, thank you, lady. This is a really good question. This is kind of related to our last episode of how, how to, to have, have a successful, successful sale, sale. Mm-hmm. but so I, I guess, guess this customer custom- or, or this person, person is asking how do they have consistent customers even when they're not running a sale yeah and I think I we think definitely struggle with this in the beginning yeah for the first yeah. couple, couple of years, years. that's because we, like, we would have sales weekend yeah if we weren't having a sale I remember our parents who bless their hearts are very supportive, but, but also, also like kind of too too involved, involved or too too, involved, too like like invested, invested yeah, like too invested. invested. Like, like I, I appreciate their support, but like they're a little too invested. invested. They'll constantly, constantly be giving us unsolicited, unsolicited advice, advice, which I have an MBA, so I'm like oh, I don't know why I got this business degree when I have you. So. Um, not, Not salty, salty at all. <laughs> but where 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 was it going? Oh, we yeah. would constantly be doing sales. If we weren't doing a sale, like, like our parents, they would be like, "Why aren't you doing? Like you're being lazy. Like what what's going on? Why aren't you doing a sale?" And I feel people will think that to themselves. Like they'll be like. Oh, I'm not getting any customers or I'm not getting any orders. Like, let me do a sale. Let me do a sale. Like, and then before you know it, you're doing a sale every single weekend, every other weekend. And, and I think, I think a, good a good way to, to combat, combat this is to have consistent releases, but don't always run a sale. sale. Yeah. Because so then if you're, if you're constantly running a sale, your customers will learn to, to depend, depend on sales. And, and that's, that's why they, they only shop during sales. Yeah. So um, an example is, you know how Michael's always has coupons? Yeah. I never shop at Michael's if I do not have a coupon. And I think I'm sure you guys can relate for other things like Bath and Body Works. I don't buy from Bath and Body Works if there's no sale going on. So conditioning your customers to depend on when you have sales, you want to really stray away from that because you're teaching them like, hey, I'm just going to wait until the next sale to make a purchase. Right. And I think if you have like consistent releases and not as many sales, then they They will will learn learn to just buy it when you release things versus versus then waiting. I mean, mean, of course, there are going to always be those customers that do wait for a sale. But I think think if you don't offer as many sales, then your customers aren't going to wait. Yeah, I feel like that that's literally me. Like, typically, I will wait for a sale. But if I really want something, I'm a I will pay if if. I don't, I don't think, think that, that they're, they're going to have a sale, sale anytime, anytime soon. soon. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so 
Another way to combat this is to offer lower sale percentages. So you might usually be offering 30% off. Try lowering it and continuously lowering it. Yes, I remember this is probably like years ago. We used to do like 40% off. 35% off like really high percentages mm-hmm. and again like our customers would only shop during these really high percentages off and I think just might get more orders but at the end of the day it's not just about the, the order number it's about how much money you're making right and if you're offering 40% off then I think you should seriously reevaluate your pricing yeah, mm-hmm. because I, I, I don't think you should be offering that high of a percentage. I think at least not every weekend. Like, yeah, maybe like once a year. Yeah. Another but, way. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say another way is to have a minimum purchase amount. So you could offer, let's say, 40%, but like you could have percentages off. So, so if you spend, you require them to spend a little bit more in order to reach that. I think that's, that's definitely a good one. Yeah, getting creative with like how you do your sales. So it's not just a percentage number. Like maybe you have your kits at a certain, like normally your kits are $20 and now you're going to offer them for a flat $16 or something. Yeah. Try like try experimenting with different ways to have sales. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't always have to be a percentage off. You can do like dollar amounts, whatever. Or freebies and free shipping. Free shipping, shipping. that is a really good good one. one. Personally, Personally, as a consumer and buyer, I hate hate paying for shipping. shipping. I hate it. It's It's like like so annoying annoying when you add add something to your cart and you're like ready to buy it. And then you go to the checkout and you realize that shipping is like $11. And then you're like, oh, I don't want this anymore. So I think... You don't, you don't have, have to, to offer, offer free shipping, shipping with all orders. I I personally I wouldn't say every order. order. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would, I would not, not say every order. order. Definitely have some sort of minimum that they have to reach in order to get the free shipping. shipping. I, think I think that has definitely helped increase our average order value, is by having a minimum spend amount. Yeah, definitely. These are good questions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Okay, well, well, I think think those are the questions questions that we wanted wanted to hit this week. week. Thanks Thanks so much for sending those in. Really, Really, I guess that is, yeah, Yeah, that's that's it for this episode is is our most expensive mistakes. mistakes. Hope Hope you learn from them. them. (laughs) Yes. Please let us know if you've also made any of these mistakes. It would be so fun to have people send in their own personal, like, stories or anecdotes. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. We'll have to think more about that. But, yeah, if you guys have anything to share, you can always contact us. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at StickerGuru. Check out our shop website, StickerGuru.com. You can email us at hello at StickerGuru.com. And you can watch us on YouTube, YouTube.com slash StickerGuru. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you next week. Bye. Bye.